Good morning. The gospel story today tells us about Jesus walking on the water. I have another little story about walking on the water. A priest, an evangelist, and a Baptist minister were all in a rowboat in the middle of a pond fishing, and none of them had caught anything all morning. Then the evangelist stands up and says he needs to go to the bathroom, so he climbs out of the boat and walks on the water to the shore. Ten minutes later, he comes back the same way, walking on the water. Well, then the minister decides he needs to go to the bathroom too. So he climbs out of the boat, he walks on the water to the shore, and ten minutes later comes back the same way. Well, now the Episcopal priest is looking at both of them and decides his faith is just as strong as his fishing buddies and that he can walk on the water also. So he stands up, excuses himself, and as he steps out, he makes a big splash right into the water. The evangelist and the minister look at each other and say, I suppose we should have told them where the rocks were. <laughs> have you looked chaos in the eye lately? I know the answer to that is yes. Maybe it was a sudden death in your family. Maybe it was a routine trip to the doctor that turned out with some bad news. Maybe after years of marriage, your marriage is on the rocks or maybe over. Maybe the home you were raised in and raised your children is being forfeited on because you lost your job during this terrible economy of the COVID. Or perhaps a friend betrayed you. These are just some of the storms that rage in our lives every day. Chaos is a constant companion in life. But how do we deal with this chaos? How do we rise above all this chaos? Well, beloved of God, we do it with faith. Jesus had a powerful lesson to teach his disciples that night on the Sea of Galilee. Your faith, like every component of your life, needs to stay focused. Without focus, there is no faith. Because faith's, faith's basic definition is trusting or believing in something or someone that you cannot see. And if that trust is scattered all over the place, if that trust actually doesn't exist, well, then Jesus urges us and the Holy Spirit helps us to keep our faith and keep it focused. In our gospel story today, we find a disciple staring at chaos right in the eye. They're on the boat out in the middle of this lake or sea at night, and that boat is in the middle of a storm, kind of like a Florida thunderstorm that comes up out of nowhere. Uh, and the way the Sea of Galilee is, is surrounded by some mountains so these storms can come without warning. And the disciples are in a spiritual battle. And at the moment, chaos seems to be winning. In order to understand the depths of the chaos, we need to go back a little bit in the gospel story. Way back at the beginning of Jesus' ministry, his cousin John was out in the wilderness preaching to the people of Israel to repent and to be baptized. He told them that God was about to bring the long-awaited Messiah, finally bringing the kingdom of God and ridding the nation of the Roman oppressors. And when John saw Jesus, he said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Many people believe, believe that John and Jesus were about to bring a new dynasty, a new kingship and power to Israel. 
And they were super excited about that. And Jesus knew that he had been sent to the Jews to do exactly this, to set them free. But not how they believed they were going to be set free. But you have to sort of believe that the human part of Jesus was pretty stoked about what he came to do. Things seemed to be going according to plan. That is, until Matthew tells us at the end of chapter 13 that Jesus was totally rejected by the people of Nazareth, his hometown. Rejected. And then, if that was not enough, Matthew tells us that John, his cousin, was beheaded by Herod. I think this must have been a one-two punch for Jesus. Rejection and the death of, his, of John. So at this time, I think he wants to get away. Remember that old commercial, want to get away? He needed to regroup. But the problem was is he was a super popular guy. And people followed him everywhere. They wanted to hear his teachings. They wanted to be healed. And even though he was tired, Jesus being Jesus and full of compassion, he healed and also fed 5,000 men plus women plus children with five loaves and two fish. If you've ever hosted a dinner party for maybe 10 or 20, you know how exhausted you are at the end of that night. Imagine what he is going through right now. He's super exhausted. And he's been rejected, and his cousin has been persecuted, or actually executed. But with his compassion, he feeds them, and after he's done, he needs some time. So he sends his disciples ahead of him to the other side. said, you guys go ahead of me. I need time to think and pray. In other words, I need some me time. And everything was in chaos. The ministry seemed to be not going so well at this time. And disciples were sent off to a boat on sea alone, wondering what was going to happen next. Well, what happened next is the storm comes up, and the boat is being battered, the waves are crashing, the rain is pouring, and it's dark. They were fearing for their life. Chaos. Does that sound familiar? And during the storm and the darkness, they see something, not something, but someone coming towards them. And initially, they think it's a ghost, because what else could walk on water except a spirit or a ghost? And if they weren't scared by the storm, now they're really just scared to the point of rocking to their core. Because a storm and a ghost, wow. But Jesus, they see him, and it is Jesus, and he brings words of encouragement. Take heart, it is eyes. Don't be afraid. And how many times through Scripture does Jesus tell us not to be afraid? Well, in the next few sentences, we learn some lessons about how to face storms in our lives and how to rise above all that chaos going on in our life. Unsure, but hopeful of what he sees, Peter shouts over the storm, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you in the water. Jesus says, come on. Well, I told you there would be some lessons. Here's the first one. If Jesus 
is asking you to do it, you can do it. This is where sometimes we get in trouble. So many times we come up with our own plans, our own ideas, and go into this chaos, try to fight against it, and things are not so good. When was the last time you actually stopped and said, in all honesty, God, is this your plan? Or am I just trying to do things on my own and hope that you will bless my efforts? It's a difficult thing to discern and a complex one to navigate. But it is important, and no matter what we do, we make sure that it's actually something God has called us to do and not some big, crazy idea that's popped into your head. One of the first things you need to do when you're applying for ordination, just as an example, whether it be to the diaconate or the priesthood, is discernment. You go through quite a lengthy period of discernment where you want to feel, and the people that are helping you through this want to feel that this is a call from God. God is leading you, and this is not some crazy cockamamie idea that you came up with one day like, hmm, I thought it'd be a good idea to do this. Because there's a distinct difference between being led and you driving. When you're driving to do something, you're driving that boat, you're going to sink. But if you're being led, it is God who is pulling you into his plan. You will stay afloat. Back to the gospel story. The wind is whipping, the waves are tossing the boat up and down, and Peter does an amazing thing. He hoists his leg over the edge of the boat and the other leg, and he steps out onto the water. And now he's on the water. He's actually doing it. Like my little grandson likes to say, I did it. Peter has risen above the chaos and is walking on top of it, defying the power. Here's the second lesson. If you want to do it, you have to get out of the boat. If Jesus tells you to do something, you can do it, but you have to get out of the boat. Most of the time, when you actually listen to God and discern what you're supposed to do to rise above the chaos, sometimes it can be crazy, scary step that you have to take. This may be having to talk to someone and have a difficult conversation with that someone. Maybe it's cutting up your credit cards because you have overspent. Maybe you have to sell your house. Maybe you have to make a change of job. Maybe you have to make some other drastic lifestyle change. Whatever it is, sometimes it'd be totally overwhelming and seemingly impossible. But you have to look at what Peter did and say, I'll do it. I don't know how this is going to work. It defies all logic. But if Jesus told me to, then I'll step out. And the next thing you know, you will be experiencing the peace that you didn't think you could have. You'll see God working in ways that you never thought possible. The storm will still be raging, don't get me wrong, but you will be able to stand at it in spite of it. Going back to the gospel story again, so there's Peter defying all logic. He's on the water. He is amazed. He is looking at Jesus right in the eye. His focus is totally on Jesus, and he's able to do it. But then he got distracted. He started noticing the rain, the waves, the thunder, the lightning. He starts to become afraid. He loses his focus on Jesus, and he starts to sink. His focus has shifted. He's no longer focusing on just on Jesus, but on the chaos and problems. And we may feel like Peter, that our lives are a stormy sea, 
and were being buffeted by waves as the disciples' boat was. We may be, feel like we're in great danger or trouble. We're filled with sadness and apprehension. But Jesus comes to us in the middle of all that torment, all that chaos, and he says to you, to me, to all of us, take courage. Don't be afraid. It is I. And no matter what disaster has come our way, we are once again focused on faith of Jesus. No matter what disaster has beset us, he is able to help with his power through his word and his powerful reminders of his love and forgiveness that are ours. Unfortunately, I sometimes identify with Peter far more than I am comfortable admitting. And maybe you do too. Sometimes I lose my focus. I lose my trust. I don't always trust the thing God is working everything for my eternal good. I think that I can do it myself, that with my own strength and my own ideas, I can work things out. And it doesn't work very well. A few weeks ago, I remember I preached on the wheat and the weeds and how the servants, when they discovered the weeds, wanted to go out and take care of the problem themselves. But the master, God, in the parable, stopped him and said no, just as he needs to stop us sometimes from going crazy and doing our own ideas. There are storms in the sea of life that you and I can't deal with. Those waves are crashing and threatening to drown us. Perhaps at time you and I, like Peter, lose our focus. We're more likely to focus on the problem and the chaos rather than the solution to the problem. Jesus himself. But notice what Jesus did. He didn't let Peter drown when Peter had lost his focus. He didn't say, oops, you really should have trusted me. Sorry, but you're going to drown. Nor did he even let him suffer and gulp some water. No, he rescued him. Matthew, who was one of the disciples, was an eyewitness to all of this. And he says, Regent. Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. And then he said to him, why did you doubt? Remember, I can always take care of you. We often lose that focus of our faith when we're more focused on the problems than the solution. Our attention and focus go away from Jesus and either focus on us, our individual strength, our weaknesses, or the problems themselves that seem insurmountable. And they seem insurmountable because we try to resolve them on our own instead of asking God for help and focusing on Jesus himself. So are problems and chaos worrying you today? Focus on Jesus who destroys them. Is life weighing you down? Focus on Jesus who takes care of all things for you. Are you worried about the future in this pandemic? Focus on Jesus will be there to help you, no matter what storms may arise in your life. You can find that focus in his word, which reminds us of the unending love and forgiveness he gives us all. So let us pray. Lord, help us to keep our focus on you today, tomorrow, and forever. And let us not be afraid and lose our faith. In all this we pray in Jesus' name. 
Amen.